Welcome to Rise Up For You, a podcast focused on helping women get to the next step in life professionally and personally. Through our six pillars, relationships, investing, self-worth, career, love, and health, we focus on the whole woman. With interviews from global experts, teachers, authors, and more, we provide you with real strategy and tips that you can start implementing today in your career, relationships, and so much more. We are all about educating and empowering you to become your best self. And now your host, Natalina. Hi, everyone. I'm your host, Natalina. Thank you so much for joining us today here on the Rise Up For You podcast. Uh, always an honor to be here, as you know. If you're a regular tuning in, thank you so much for your support and showing up. We really, really appreciate it. If you're joining us for the first time, thank you for joining us. We have some incredible episodes that we release every Monday and Wednesday, Monday and Friday, sorry about that, um, with experts from around the world, incredible influencers, change makers, coaches, entrepreneurs that are really making a difference um, in the world in regards to our six pillars, relationships, money, self-worth, career, love, and health. Today, I'm incredibly excited because we're going to be speaking with Mimi Sikor in the health pillar. She's got a lot of really valuable information to share with us about how we can get on track with our health and fitness, and she walks the walk. So not only does she talk it, but she walks it. She made a life-changing transformation when she was 59 years old. So she's testament to the fact that it doesn't matter how old you are, who you are, Um, that you can definitely make these changes in your health and fitness and create the transformation that you desire to have. Rise up for you and enjoy this episode with Mimi Sikor. Hi, Mimi. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Rise Up For You podcast. It's really such an honor and pleasure to have you on the show today. Thank you, Nada. It's wonderful to be with you. Thank you. I always like to start off the interview by letting the audience get to know our guests. So I'd love to hear in your own words a little bit about yourself and all the great work that you do. Oh, gosh. Well, I'm not young. I'm going to be 64 in a one week, but I had a late-in-life health transformation. And at the ripe old age of 59, after being a nurse practitioner for four decades, I decided to go back and earn my doctoral degree, which is not easy when you're at that age. And I also got to be in my bonnet about getting healthy and fit in the process of dealing with the most stressful project of my life, and came out of graduate school at age 61, healthier and more fit than I've ever been in my life, and felt compelled to write a how-to guide for people. And that's really how my book came about, Debut A New You, Transforming Your Life at Any Age, to help busy, stressed out, really, especially professional women who are feeling unhealthy change their lives, but don't really know where to begin. So the book is awesome, but I also have programs online. And I've just been a happy, happy nurse practitioner for many years, but was a bit of a hypocrite. Wasn't really walking my talk. Wow. So I, I, I'd love to just go off topic for one second. When is your birthday? Cause you said it's in a week. It's August 19th. Oh, I'm the 17th. We're close. Oh my gosh. That's <laughs> wonderful. Nada. Happy birthday. Thank you. We're both Leo's. Oh man, but I bet you're half my age. <laughs> so I'd love to ask you, um, you know, what was your journey getting into this process and where you are today? I know you said that um, that's incredible that you went back and got your doctorate degree and um, education at 59, but I'd love to know, it seems like you had an interest in health from the beginning. Walk us through that process a little bit. Oh, sure. So I've always been committed to health because as a nurse practitioner, it's kind of crazy not to be. And I became a nurse practitioner at the young age of 22 
and I took on a lot of lot of challenges. I set up free clinics. I started my own practice in Cambridge, ran that for 12 years, worked on legislation to advance the nurse practitioner role. I mean, I really started before people had any idea what nurse practitioners were. So I've always been an entrepreneur. I've always been interested in pushing the envelope. And I thought I kind of took care of myself. I did pride myself in that, but I really didn't have my, as they say, blank together. And so I would always rebound. I'd lose weight, gain weight, lose weight, gain weight. I'd relax, take care of myself, deal with my stress, and then I'd stress out. I really hadn't learned how to take care of myself during times of extreme stress. So I've had an incredible career. I speak somewhere around the country every week somewhere. This last week was in San Diego at a nurse practitioner, physician's assistant, physician endocrine conference. That's, I was at the in that beautiful city, and I know you don't live far from there. And so I've really had to figure out how to walk my talk because I continue to live a really stressful life. So this is such an important conversation, especially for our audience, because as you know, we're an audience of pre uh, predominantly women um, that are all working women. And... Um, you know, the health and fitness world can be so inundated and very overwhelming, and there's so much information that's out there. Some of it is contradictory, and it, it, it yes. can be tough to really figure out, okay, what's the best path? What's the best course to achieving um, optimized health and fitness that is sustainable? Keyword is sustainable, right? I always, yeah, that's actually our keyword. I teach with my daughter. My daughter is 30 years old. She's a professional bodybuilder. She's a very talented online coach and fitness trainer. She works with high-end athletes. And she really took me on in my doctoral program and said, Mom, you don't have to crash and burn. I'll help you develop a system. And that system will be so effective, it'll be sustainable for you. And I just laughed her out of the room. I said, I don't even have this time for this conversation. Oh, by the way, but she persisted and she called me out as a hypocrite. And that really was my aha moment. I said, Lord have mercy. I am really not walking my talk. I do in good times, but not in bad times. So I, I fussed over it. I resisted the changes, but she started with small changes that I could live with, like drinking more water, like saying to me, you got to set your alarm and go to bed. None of these all nighters. Your brain's going to work better if you don't do that. Oh, by the way, I just bought you a bicycle for the living room. You can read your articles on the bicycle since you tell me you can't get to the gym. It just went on and on like that. It was so interesting. So she helped me make small, consistent changes that I could live with. And honestly, when I graduated two, two years later, I couldn't believe what I had accomplished. I could not believe it. So the key to sustainability is helping people, women especially, figure out what's going to work for them. That's the magic bullet. What foods can they eat that they like? What exercise do they enjoy? What changes can they make? That's called coaching. Instead of coming in with an agenda, which is what usually healthcare professionals have, we can educate our patients, but we really need to get cues from you, Nada, or anyone that we're interacting with as to what seems reasonable for you. And I think that's what's going to really determine sustainability. It has for me. I mean, I'm living in the world now four years down the road with staying right on point. In fact, I'm getting more fit every day. I'd like to think I was just in my fourth bodybuilding show this past Saturday and came in second in the over 55 category. 
Wow. Uh, you know what? This is such an inspiring um, conversation already. We've only been uh, you know, talking for six minutes. But I mean, you really do attest to the fact that it, it doesn't matter who you are, how old you are. Like if you want to make a change, you, you can start. You could start today and take one step at a time and, and really see the transformation occur. Um, I know, exactly. Yeah. And people give up, especially women that get older. I see it at my conferences all the time. They've thrown in the towel. They just assume the belly fat and feeling kind of frumpy and looking kind of frumpy kind of comes with the territory. And I can absolutely say, even though I have very slow metabolism, I've been able to change. And if I can change, anybody can change. So I'd love to ask, I know that you have, you said you, uh, you talk about like four elements that have to be addressed uh, to improve your health and fitness. I'd love for you to share what those four elements are to start with, if you don't mind. So the four elements that have to be addressed for any kind of short or long-term success are nutrition, exercise, mindset, above all, mindset, and environment. Without all of those elements, you're not going to make change initially, and you're not going to be able to sustain those changes. I would have to say I think mindset is probably the most important. I think that's what had to shift the most for me. Yeah, I would say um, uh, I would agree with you that the mindset tends to be either what's getting in our way and, and what's causing any beliefs from us to really achieve our success. Especially for women. We really feel like we need to be perfect and we need to feel like we have a perfect plan before we execute anything. And that perfection is, again, another excuse. It's another reason why we don't take action. So imperfect action is way better than being crippled by the need for perfection. I know you were saying that, um, you know, small little changes can really lead to a transformation. I, I would love to, I know you mentioned some earlier that your daughter kind of worked with you through, but I would love for you to share any just like small changes that, um, you know, any ideas that we could start implementing to, to see a change and a transformation. Well, Sure. I think that one of the easiest ways to make a huge change is in your eating plan. I don't call anything a diet. Diet is die with a T on the end, and that implies deprivation. So we want an eating plan that we can live with. So for me, I have clean protein every three hours, and that creates a nice steady blood sugar for me. And then whatever else is kind of gravy, so to speak, but that's my basic structure. And I have a few healthy fats, definitely healthy, low-glycemic vegetables, uh, lots and lots of water. And initially, I was not drinking water. I didn't wake up in the morning and drink water. I didn't drink water all day long. I thought coffee and tea were my fluids, and they were adequate. So uh, that, that, that is also really important. A lot of people, women included, are, get hungry, and they don't realize that hunger is actually thirst. So the first thing I do when I'm hungry is I look and see what time it is. If it's less than three hours, I know I'm not hungry. And so I just guzzle water, and maybe I have two glasses of water and see how I feel. Especially in this hot weather we're having all over the country, you have to drink extra water. So that could be considered a small change, but it's not a small change. Um, Same thing with eating clean. You will not be able to control your urge for carbohydrates if you're hungry. And one of the best ways to prevent hunger is to make sure you have enough protein on board. Most of us are starved for protein. Mm. So that's a big piece of what I learned from my daughter who's a bodybuilder and knows about protein. 
So that was huge for me. Yeah, it's interesting that you say uh, you talk about the water. I'm completely guilty of that. I, I use my coffee as water um, and not purposely. I just forget to drink. You know, it's like I have my cup of coffee. I drink it and that's pretty well it. Um, but, you know, I guess that small transformation of just drinking water can really make a big difference. Huge difference. So do you get tired during the day? I don't. I don't get tired, but I feel it in the night. Like right around eight o'clock, I'll feel so thirsty, incredibly thirsty. <laughs> yeah. So try waking up in the morning and fill a glass of water. If you're not in the habit, you might. This is called habit stacking. You brush your teeth every day, right? Mm-hmm, of course. <laughs> so when you brush your teeth, when you brush your teeth, maybe the night before you fill a glass of water, put it right next to your toothbrush, and before you even brush your teeth, you drink the water. Or drink it after you brush your teeth. I don't care. But for me, that sets my mind in gear thinking about water during the day. And mm-hmm. I'm wired for, okay, when I go to the sink or when I'm here when I'm there, I'm going to drink a big glass of water. Sure, I'm going to enjoy coffee and tea, but I'm going to make an extra effort to drink extra water. And mm-hmm. that can help, especially your listeners, deal with fatigue. Fatigue in the mid-morning, fatigue in the mid-afternoon. Rather than grab for a donut, drink some water. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a great idea, actually. I'll, I'll put a bottle of water by my toothbrush and, uh, and start to implement that. That's awesome. a great idea. Yeah. Awesome. And that habit stacking is really key. So you take a habit that's a good habit and you attach a healthy new habit to it, you're much more likely to be able to carry it out. Mm. Much more likely to be able to carry it out. So yeah. I'm all about simple changes because the deal with change is that unless staying the same is more uncomfortable than making change we're not going to make change because it is always challenging mm-hmm. it is always hard to change a habit yeah so you've got to really tap into your self-commitment you really and especially for women we have to tap into our self-worth many of us are holding on to messages that we've got picked up along the way that we're not adequate we're not enough we're not thin enough we're not this enough we're not that enough we, it's just so destructive. And we have to really appreciate that we are absolutely worthy just the way we are. And that needs to be our mantra. I am worthy just the way I am. I am worthy just the way I am. And I know that's exactly what you believe too, Nada. Hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, I want to touch on that a little bit because, unfortunately, I do feel that many of us, um, you know, we want to lose weight or we want to get healthy and in shape, but for the wrong reasons. It is because, you know, maybe we don't feel like we can get love with this body or, you know, an ex-boyfriend said that we were too heavy and now we want to lose weight. And that's also not um, sustainable and also not, um, I'm not sure if it, that's the right motivation to really get healthy opposed to getting healthy so that you can live longer, have more energy, be able to play with your kids. You know, I, I think the motivation has to be deep to the core that we value ourselves. Mm. And that's the work that has to be done. The work has to be done or the wheels come off our wagon. If you really don't put the effort into learning how to value yourself and stop saying negative things to yourself. What I start telling people when they're trying to sort of think more positively is when something negative comes up like, oh, I'm fat. Put an and after that and say something positive. But I'm working on eating healthy food now. 
or, but I drank extra water today, but I'm a very loving person. So every time you have that negative thought. Yeah, absolutely. That's another, that's another great habit to do, to implement. Yeah. 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 And, and really you're not going to make any kind of change long-term that's sustainable without that 100% commitment to yourself and valuing yourself. So what would you say is one thing that we can do to, um, I guess, to keep that commitment? You know, uh, I know it's, it's easier said than done sometimes to say, oh, you know, be motivated, be committed. But what can we do to uh, even just one simple step that you would say, you know, start today in order to build that commitment within ourselves? I think success breeds success. So if you can pick a very simple thing to do and really feel good about it, the habit is what matters, not the intensity. So I have a really kind of amusing story about this woman who kept showing up at our gym and she would just come into the gym, weigh herself, and leave. I mean, it was really, really weird. She did it for about a month. But in the process, it was interesting. People would say hello. She got to know people. It was a habit that was the most important. She was scared to be in a gym with people staring at her. So she mustered the courage to go in and wear herself every day. Finally, she got to know people. Next thing you know, she's working out there. It's the habit that matters. And then you feel so darn good about it. So don't create a big elaborate plan that you're going to fail at. That's the problem with New Year's resolutions. I want to lose 50 pounds. I want to lose 20 pounds. Well, let's just work on helping the quality of your life improve just for 24 hours. I have a chapter in my book called The 24-Hour Solution. Mm. You can just improve that 24 hours a wee little bit, and in a few months, you'll be in better shape. You'll feel better. Your mind will feel better. Your body will feel better. You don't have to, like, create this big, elaborate plan of complexity. Absolutely. And you know what? Thank you for reminding us of that because sometimes, uh, you're right, we get into this perfectionist mindset and we overwhelm ourselves opposed to just one simple step at a time. Right, and one that can really work well is, is either meditation or getting a little extra sleep. A little extra sleep can actually boost your performance. Mm. Actually, getting out of your chair every hour. I developed this system in my grad program, and I actually came up with it myself, and I was so grateful for it. I'd set an alarm for 45 minutes to study, and then I'd pop out of my chair, which you should do anyway so you don't have a blood clot or have any problems, I'd pop out of my chair and I'd get some water and I'd go to the restroom and I'd, you know, if I had to eat, I ate. And maybe I'd pull a jump rope, do something, calisthenic, Pilates. I didn't care. And then back in the chair and I actually concentrated better. So that was my one hour. My one hour was never an hour. It was 45 minutes. Mm. And maybe that's something you could we could do in corporate America or with all the people, women especially, working at home. Yeah, absolutely. Mimi, this has been such an, uh, you know, a very open conversation, a very valuable. I'd love to jump into the power Thank section. You. I'd love to jump into the power section of the interview and ask you, is there any book that you've read or are currently reading that's made a massive impact on you that you would like to share with us? Well, I have to say, Nada, when I first saw that question, I thought of my own book. And the reason that I thought of my own book is that my book is a how-to guide. It's what I do every day. So I have to say it had the most massive impact and continues to have the most massive impact on my life because it is exactly what I do every day. Mm. And so I, I, I couldn't think of another book that's had more of an impact on me. 
Absolutely. And we'll make sure we put that in the show notes as well. And I'd love to ask you, um, what's one value that you've always stuck by that's a non-negotiable for you? For me, it's always being kind, especially to people that look like maybe they aren't so friendly, so approachable, so fortunate. I always go out of my way, especially since I travel so much, to really acknowledge people in restaurants, people that are cleaning my room, you know, people that often are just utterly ignored, utterly ignored. I just think that if we can step it up in terms of kindness, that that'll have a huge impact on the world. Mm, I, I advocate that absolutely. And if you can leave the world with one final message, we call it our golden nugget. What would that be? Oh, my golden nugget. Well, you know, I had two golden nuggets. I guess the first would be for people to believe deep to the core that they're worthy. And the other is because I know you have a lot of of high achievers is take time for the important things in life. Facebook is not person-to-person contact. Don't put things off. My brother just passed away a month ago. And I put off getting out to see him because I'm such an overachiever. I talk with him on the phone, but I regret that I didn't get in my car and drive the distance I should have driven to see him in person. So it's really, really important for people to put their loved ones front and center and not their work 24-7. Hmm. I'm sorry for your loss, and thank you for sharing that with us. It was a big lesson. It is a big lesson for me. Hmm. I'd love to ask you, you know, as you know, the company is Rise Up For You. What comes to mind initially when you hear that phrase? I immediately thought if we bring our best self, then we're going to serve others better. So by taking better care of ourselves, we're actually serving the world much, much more. Mm, Absolutely. counterintuitive. Absolutely. Mimi, again, thank you so much for joining. How do we stay connected to you and how do we support you and reach out to you if we'd like? Well, I'm certainly very connected on Facebook. I was packed on Instagram, so I'm not too involved in that. But if people want to get my book, they can just go to the babyonewyou.com. Um, okay. And then I'm very proud of, I have my own app, and they can get it by texting. Dr. Mimi, D-R-M-I-M-I, it's not case sensitive, it doesn't need to be punctuated, it's just Dr. Mimi, to 263060, that's 263060, and when they do that, then they have my little picture icon on their phone, and they can get to my social media, they can set up a free 15 minute call with me if they want to health and fitness consult, they can get my book, everything, just the coolest thing in the whole universe. I love that. Thank you so much for joining us today. It really has been a pleasure speaking with you, Mimi. Thank you, Nada. I had a great time talking to you, too, and keep up the great work you're doing. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it and pass it on to your friends and family. You know, the podcast is just one way that we reach our community members. If you go to our website, www.riseupforyou.com, you will see articles written from contributors from around the world, webinars, live events for you to attend. But, you know, we also have a huge online resource center full of information that you can access absolutely free. 
And you know, one of my favorite sections is the Unstoppable Confidence Toolbox that's full of practices and ways to help you build confidence so that you can overcome any doubt that's consistently getting in your way. It's actually pretty cool. I mean, there's PDFs, there's articles, there's exercises, there's so much for you to take hold of and really help you get to the next step. The cool thing is, is we have programs, trainings, and live coaching calls that are happening all year long, special for our members. So if you're looking for more and you really want to connect with like-minded women like yourself, then you definitely want to check out our membership and all of the benefits that we have to offer here at Rise Up For You. And lastly, if you haven't already, we would really love to hear from you and know how we're doing. Head over to iTunes, make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, and let us know how we're doing. Rate us, review us, so that we can be better and rise up with you. It's always an honor and a pleasure to be here with you. Rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater tomorrow.